1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers crash out of the Champions League against 10-man Malmo With Steven Gerrard seeing panic and fear in his players The possibility of losing Odson Edouard for free will be a concern to the Celtic board according to the manager And we're not even out of August but already we've had our first managerial departure With Brian Rice leaving Hamilton Ackies I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight it should be Gary Caldwell But he's late Andy Halliday Which means we are Going to enjoy this We are going to wind him up No end when he eventually arrives Absolutely But when he does arrive You can be sure We're going to give him a bit Because I actually thought That he was uh, He was giving Charlie McGrew a bit of stick For being late I think he was I think he said Never 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 happened to him He he does come from Hundreds of miles away But still We won't It's a professional show this Gordon So you can't be turned up 15 minutes late And we'll be making sure He knows about it As you can tell I haven't one pundit at five past six I hope he's listening by the way I hope he's stuck in traffic in Clyde Bank And he's listening But anyway it's a huge night To look back on the night before 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter You're stuck with just Andy Halliday For the next couple of minutes Gary Caldwell will be here And once we slag them for being late We'll get stuck into the football as well But pick up that phone Let us know what's on your mind It's one of those evenings Where I probably don't have to tell you What's going to be on the agenda A real, real disappointment for Rangers Crashing out of the Champions League qualifiers last night Against 10 men of course At Ibrooks. It was a full house So much expectation So much hope And it did not deliver Rangers fans It's a very simple question Where did it go wrong And where does this leave you going forward 01419511025 uh, and you join us in goal scoring form Of course Are you gutted that Rangers Performance last night Might wipe your goal off Tonight's agenda Yeah I thought We were going to Going to have plenty of calls About the, the left swazer <laughs> Into the top bin but It's a cross no 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 chance okay. But I think there's the, There's definitely A bigger talking point But Gordon we wait 10 years For, for the coefficient There was two teams In the Champions League And in true Scottish fashion We're out at the first hurdle But Rangers can have Absolutely no complaints Over the 180 minutes The best team went through uh, You can look at it And say there was Two separate periods of five crazy minutes for Rangers that they, they concede four goals in that spell, but don't think Rangers done enough to go through and, and deservedly win the game anyway. I mean, the bottom line is you know out the Champions League, so there is no other way really of spinning that. That's the disappointment. But when you add in the context, you add in the the ten men for mm-hmm. the entirety of the second half. You add in the full house at Ibrox. You add in the expectation and, and the European form in previous seasons. All of that builds up to make it. Feel worse, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I, 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 I think you're right in in terms of you can add in that Rangers have beat better European teams over the over the last couple of years. And listen, you've got to give credit to Malmo. They came with a game plan. I actually was really, really impressed with how they adapted in the second half with ten men. But Rangers have got to look back at the 180 minutes and feel that they were nowhere near their level. They were nowhere near the level that's capable at, at European football, especially in the Champions League. And ultimately, they're back down to that Europa League, which it's going to be a big, big game to get them back into the group stages. 0141-951-1025. Rangers fans, last night specifically, where did it go wrong? What did you make of the performance? And then, of course, maybe the bigger picture. That's a couple of defeats in a row. Are you concerned overall? Are you confident it's just going to be a blip? Are you worried this means players will be sold to make up for Champions League money? All the usual fallout from Champions League disappointment. Let us know. 0141-951-1025. 1025. Here's what Stephen Gerrard made of it. I think in terms of our performance, it was 
certainly a game of two halves. I thought we were really good in the first half, started the game ever so well. I thought the crowd was terrific and we've gone in at half time exactly where we wanted to be. You know, one nil up, defending really well and in the second half we've gone out, gave the boys the information and we've got to restart in the second half badly wrong. From throwing situations we've we've been passive and haven't defended them situa- situations very well. And at this level good players and, and decent teams hurt you and that's what's happened tonight. So really frustrated with our second half performance. And you can see the goal, normally everyone looks for, for individuals, but I think as a team, defensively we haven't been good enough second half. We've conceded two goals in, in the first leg and two in the second leg. When you concede four goals over two games, you give yourself a, a huge mountain to climb. So I'm really disappointed with conceding four goals. We've lost the second half tonight 2-0. So we'll analyse it, but there's certainly no point pointing fingers at individuals. As a team, as a unit, we haven't defended two restarts well enough tonight. Right, 01419511025, that's the number Ronnie in Kerluk has joined us on. Ronnie, how would you sum up your feelings after last night? It was a poor all-round performance. They won nothing up at half-time against 10 men. They'll never get a better chance than that. You know, they actually get beat in Sweden. They also got beat at home. So good luck to Mamma for the free but a very poor team performance last night. Trying to have no house at home. You must only got a better chance had to get through the next round of the, the, the Champions League. It was a poor, poor performance. One of the worst I've seen I've in a while. What was what in particular was poor about it then, Ronnie? Well, none of these players really covered themselves and glory in the second half. I think they don't that point with that half time. It's going to be a cakewalk, but they just never turned up in the second half at all. And what they turned up, they all the pressure once they were two now, they did another two goals, just wouldn't have any chance against three goals ever. But I just think, I don't know if it's just. Oh, well, it was poor, poor, poor. I thought we'd lost Ronnie We've got him back But we've been joined by Gary Caldwell Nice of you to join us Sorry lads you know, Traffic I've bad on the way up from Manchester was I it? I came for Sterling tonight as well Oh you're joking me The first oh, time you're I definitely came not for getting Sterling off with that, and I'm late <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day guys I thought you were a professional honestly, On and off the park Traffic Honestly the traffic was bad Ah well I'll bet Right anyway uh, On Ronnie's point Andy He said you know Very poor Never get a better chance yep. and, and, and that is it isn't it I mean the Rangers have in Stephen Gerrard's time Passed the lots of European tests And this one goes down As a, a major failure Yeah And ultimately it's Like I said They didn't deserve it Over the two The two legs Did nowhere near enough I think last night Rangers started the game Exactly how we thought they would They were on the front foot uh, The front foot There was a higher tempo There was a press They were creating chances But you sense the game changed With the last five minutes Of the first half You know Malmo started to gain A wee bit more control In the game But then when the red card comes you think this is Rangers tight to lose 11, 11 v 10 with the way they played for the first 40 minutes but I was really Malmo actually you know, they, they, they started off with a 5-3-2 I thought when it went to 10 men they would they, they would sit a lot deeper and, and allow Rangers a lot of control and possession but they actually kept the two up front went 5-2-2 and the number 9 I think it was Kolak for Malmo he caused Rangers all sorts of problems over the two legs but I mean you look at the two goals that Rangers conceded nowhere near what we've seen for Rangers defensively over the last sort of 14 months or so the second goal for me is is, is criminal at uh, any level never mind European level uh, and ultimately Rangers will be really really disappointed I even think you look further which you never should do but you know Olympiakos going out to Ludogorets you'd see you'd see Olympiakos as a, a real tough test going into the, the last round to get into the Champions League group stage proper but them going out you know Rangers will, will, will see a, a real missed mm. opportunity there Gary now that you've caught your breath no one is pretending that getting to the Champions League is easy I think Scottish football's attempts to do so uh, will tell you that But 
When you get a relatively favourable And again do not hear me as saying Malmo are rubbish Because they're not But when you get a relatively favourable draw You get yourself in front And they go down to 10 men That's where the real disappointment comes from Yeah it's a huge disappointment for Rangers I think First half I have to say I thought they were excellent They were They were Full press Front foot Really aggressive Deserved at least the, the one goal lead But then Something changes at half time And I, I spoke about this before And I think The, the mentality of Rangers I, I don't think last year They had a challenge In winning the league I think it was comfortable And I know they went unbeaten Which is, is impressive But at no point Were they under pressure They failed in two cups Last year When You know In that one off game The pressure is on You have to win And last night Second half They came out With the wrong mindset Straight away they sat off Malmo When first half I see Kent going to press I see Davis coming out and pressing I see both fullbacks willing to press I see You know Real intent in their in their attacking play And second half It was Passive It, it wasn't enough And, and Malmo punished them mm. uh, Massively Ronnie any concerns About you know The bigger picture Or do you think This will just be a blip And Steven Gerrard will regroup And they'll go on And to have a successful season How are you feeling about the you know, the, the, the future? Well, they're not at the other end of the city. I started to come on to a wee bit again. So, uh, it's a wee bit of concern at this point again. How is it the players that played last night, played all last season, never lost very, very few goals. They've lost five goals the last three games. They beat twice Malmo, beat with Dundee United, and we can't, we can't play in front of fans. We've not played at all last year. There was no fans. We were wiping the flare with teams left, right, and centre. But that's... A full house And they couldn't have played for them. Why Why is that I don't understand that In terms of the conceding goals Andy Rangers have conceded goals in Europe mm-hmm. Defensively they were brilliant domestically They have conceded goals in Europe though um, Is it Is it just as obvious as saying Well you know it's a, it's a step up in quality Is, is that that all it is in Europe it is I, I believe that um, you know I've said it before Rangers were, were outstanding defensively last year uh, but there were still mistakes made in games but the difference is when you go up levels these mistakes can turn into not only goal scoring opportunities but, but goals and I think Malmo punished any any defensive laps that Rangers had over the two legs like I said the second goal I mean you can't have a throw in and be able to throw it into a striker's knee from six yards out so that that's not only is that a mistake that's just a a complete lack of concentration. Um, but, no, it, it, it is a small sample size. You know, Rangers are four, four games into, their, into their, their, their season. Yeah, You can't now then say they're a, they're a bad team defensively. But what I will say is winning the, the 55th title and stopping 10 in a row, it buys a lot of goodwill into fans. But you can already see how quickly football changes. You know, three defeats in four. I thought there were three, I think there were three defeats domestically in 51 last year. And you can already see the narrative start to change And the, the pressure's on the, the, the football club already uh, Thank you to Ronnie Let's bring in Mark Mark, how would you sum up your feelings You know, When that full-time whistle went last night How, how did it feel? Absolutely raging Because a couple. I don't think we're being harsh enough the, the, First of all, I think Gary I'm not, I'm not sure if I've got this point right uh, Gary, did you say that Rangers last season Or the players last season Didn't have any pressure? Yes Okay, well that's nonsense. They went for fifty-five. <laughs> go, go, try and get as Andy will agree with me. Stop try I know Celtic were terrible, but before that, Rangers had to stop Celtic winning the title. So the pressure on us to stop that happening was horrendous. But at no point did Celtic or any other team in the division really put them under pressure after Christmas, in which previous season no, they've I, failed. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. But the pressure on Rangers mentally to win the title was 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 bigger than I've ever known. Thirty nine, so huge pressure. But but as 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 for for Europe last night to win the league, to Malmo are not a decent team. They're all right, but they're certainly not a decent team. And to have been beaten like that with ten men was was shocking. Um, and now the pressure really on because the fans the fans are disappointed, gutted, annoyed because. Um, to 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 have been put out and have been a really good team, then you, you just have to accept it. Like last season, pra, uh, Slavia Prague or Sparta Prague, whoever it was, that put us out in the last sixteen of the Europa League. You could see they're a dirty team, but they were a good team. Whereas this this last night and, and last week is so poor. Um, I'm not too bothered about the United game. Yes, they weren't good enough, but I'm confident we can go on a decent run and and go for the league again. But just very, really, what an opportunity blown, and and questions are now being asked, and it's it's, it's just not good enough, um, to be honest with you, to to be in that position. And one other point, and uh, again, it's so clear how much we need Morelos. So there's there's absolutely no way we can afford this year again to let him go, even if we got a bid of fifteen million. Or twenty million. I'm not saying we would, but there's no way that team can afford because what a difference he makes. Um, I'd get rid of Ken and get rid of the whole lot of them before him. So they need to keep Morelos. And the the and it always comes back to Morelos one one way or another. And but I wonder if is is there a surprise there amongst Rangers fans that after finishing the season so strongly. They arrived at last night And I, firstly I would acknowledge You can't control certain things Because Kamara was suspended And Roof was suspended And, and mm-hmm. Ryan Jack's still injured So you couldn't You couldn't do anything about that um, But you know Morelos was just back He he actually had a decent game I think Or certainly in, in the first half um, John Lundstrom's one of the summer signings Not chosen to start Fashion Sakala was on the bench it, it, Does it just feel a little bit like the, the side wasn't completely ready Wasn't bang at it The way people would have hoped I would go as far as saying I thought Rangers looked leggy last night. Um, and listen, I could be miles off it. I'm not in there. I don't see. Uh, I don't see the fitness levels of players. And uh, like I said, you're four games into your season. You're not at your prime match fitness or peak peak fitness anyway. But I just think that you no, know, Gaz mentioned it as well. The high press, the, the the tempo in the first half. I don't know why that changed in the second half because I certainly don't think it would have been an instruction from the manager. So I don't know if it was just a lack of concentration or. It was just not up to speed mm. yet physically But for me I don't think you can pers- In personal terms I don't think you can give many players Past marks last night I think Alfredo Morelos was the one I think yet again He, he showed up in the European stage For, for Rangers But ultimately If you if you have three, four players Not at it In, uh, in, in any game of football You're not going to win games But Rangers last night Had, had mm. certainly more than that Gary We as a footballing nation Have experienced Champions League disappointment At this stage quite a lot And we sometimes hear Ah you know we're, we're just not good enough We're not, not at Champions League level And You can't really argue with that Because we're not getting there Often enough But at the same time Why such a difference You watch that first half if you, At half time If I'd said to you The Rangers look good enough To get past Malmo And qualify for the Champions League I'm sure your answer Would have been yes So is it a Is it a psychological thing Does the Does the pressure get there What, what was the shift In the second half I think for me The the psychological psychological aspect of football gets gets massively underplayed, and I think that the sending off, I think before the start of the game, Rangers are, you know, they're they're chasing the game, they're two one down, they have to play in the front foot. At half time, they are clear favourites to to go through. That pressure then rises. I don't know this, but I I think the word in the change room they would have used would have been patience, and. 
that might have been interpreted wrong because they came out with a a, a standoffish and you know really inhibited approach, and and that you know might have come from the the message for the manager to be patient to break them down, which I've said before as a manager, I'm sure loads of managers would have said, but you can be patient. And also play with intensity. And that's what Rangers missed. Mm. Straight from the, the start of the second half, the intensity had gone. You know, I've, I've watched it back again today. The, Ryan Kent wasn't pressing like he pressed the first half. The fullbacks weren't passing forward and running forward like they were first half because they, they looked like we're playing 10 men, we'll be patient. And I must say, Andy's touching it, Malmo were brilliant. To, to still stick with two strikers from the manager... Deserves a great deal of credit And and to play 5-2-2 and, and work as hard as he did To score two brilliant goals Albeit defensive mistakes They deserve a bit mm. of credit as well Yeah Mark I'm thinking about the words Stephen Gerrard used He said that a bit of fear and panic set in Is that a concern? Of course For Europe I'm concerned As I said at the beginning of the call I'm concerned about Europe um, Because what an opportunity that was blown So, so there is no getting away As I say would it be harsher there is no getting away that that last night is a disaster. Financially, uh, mentally, giving other teams here a good laugh. That's not so very, very poor um, in terms of on a European level. I've no doubt we'll be in the Europa League group stages, and I'm not. I'm not going to 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 laugh at that. You know, it's, it's still a um, to be there four years in a row will be brilliant, but it doesn't compare to being in the, in the top top uh, cup. So it really is disappointing. Um, and if I can just say, just guys, just a quick hello to Amy Peer. There we go. Amy, hope you're having a good evening. Andy, Mark is very confident Rangers will be in the Europa League group stages, which is fine. Um, but can you understand why fellow fans of Mark might not be as confident after watching the last three games? Yeah, I mean, I, I still do think they'll be confident. Uh, you know, even a win last night sort of guarantees you that, that Europa League group stage competition at the bare minimum as well. But not even just looking at obviously the priority is to get in the Europa League group stage when the game comes but I was part of a Rangers team two or three years ago that played UFA it was a six hour flight and two, two days three days later you know you're playing Celtic in a big old firm game the first old firm game of the season is always massive Rangers could be going to Kazakhstan three days before the first old mm. firm game of the season so that's another big disappointment the fact that they went out last night because listen Going to Kazakhstan and Armenia, you can never underestimate, uh, underestimate teams in Europe, but it's the effect for the, the old firm game three days after as well. Mark, thank you. 01419511025. We've got Malcolm thinks Rangers run out of ideas. We'll hear from him next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here Lots of calls coming in on the back of Rangers Champions League disappointment We're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB I think it was one of the previous callers said You know, not not too bothered about going out of the Champions League We'd just have lost anyway uh, Del Trotter's not having that He says the caller is full of beans I'd happily take beatings from PSG and Barca 40 mil in the bank Champions League music under the lights Give us that every day of the week Better calibre of players More of a shop window for selling players the list of benefits to being in the Champions League, Andy, is lengthy. Finance is the obvious one. You yep. want to drive a big gap between you and Celtic, go and get 40, 50 million from the Champions League. That'll help you. Then you start getting down to the, the side effects. Shop window. Either for selling your players or for attracting other players to your football club. Even smaller things, 
playing Wednesday night, Saturday, every weekend, you're going to play before Celtic. The chance to put the pressure on. So there, there was so much there for Rangers to to try and gain last night. Yeah, and. Uh, Listen, you can even see from watching uh, for the telly the atmosphere at the stadium last night. There's a reason for that. It's because the club's not playing Champions League competition since 2011. It's the first time the, the, the fans are allowed back into the, the stadium at full capacity. So you could see the hype. You could see the buzz around being back into the Champions League. And I've no doubt that a lot of Rangers fans and, and the majority of the squad in the club would have fancied Rangers to get into the Champions League group stage and go and do what they've done the last couple of, couple of seasons and show their level at, at European football. But... Ultimately they fell at the first hurdle Because they weren't anywhere near the level They mm. showed the last couple of years David and Cumbernauld What annoyed you last night? What in particular? I think it was the defence guys um, The defence that we had last year It's the same players But it's, it's as if they've lost um, Something over the pre-season um, Especially Connor Goldson and James Tavernier They were absolute stars last year But they've been found wanting on several occasions um, I don't know, maybe it's especially Goldson, maybe the contract thing's got something to do with it. But um, I, I honestly would take him out for a few games and try somebody else in that position. That's maybe three or four times he's been caught out and I would say a goal's been directly his fault. And I just don't know what's happened. The defence was absolutely rock solid last year and uh, you could have had Goldson or Tavernier as player of the year last year and you wouldn't have got any problems yet. Gary, would you agree with that? How would you analyse the goals Rangers lost? Yeah, I think they were poor, I think. For me, it starts at, at set pieces or, or a throw-in uh, and, and nobody's really organising, nobody's really taking control of the situation. That would be my first worry uh, for Rangers, that there's there's no real leadership, there's nobody demanding to, to put midfielders in front to screen or to get people in the right position. Then when the game goes live... The the the, the, fu- the first goal is, is a great reverse pass And Balogun just doesn't stay with his man But the second one for me, Goldson I, I say it a lot when I'm coaching And, and I learnt it later in my career That as a centre-back You stay in the middle of the goal as long as you can And and only at the last minute do you come out To defend a shot or to block a cross Goldson is nearly out the box As the ball's getting thrown into a striker's feet he needs to control that space much better. And like I said originally, dictate by talking, communicating, tell uh, Steve Davis to go and, and deal with that situation in, in terms of the boys that were going for the, the short throw. And there's just, for me, there is a lack of leadership throughout that, that back line that they don't have enough communication. And even last year, I know defensive they were, br- they were brilliant. For me, I would put a lot of that down to Alan McGregor. He made save after save, and not just your average save, world-class saves that kept their goal tally down last season. So I think defensively, whilst they had a brilliant record last season, it would still be an area of concern for me. I think Europe, there's clearly been a difference. Because, I mean, in the league, there was times when teams weren't even getting shots at goal last season, Andy. In the league, there was a a spell. Um, But Europe, the, the level of opposition... Is more difficult what, what about the goals That were conceded last night Yeah I mean Listen I do think Rangers Can defend the first goal better But sometimes you've got to Put your hands up It's a hell of, it's a, hell of a finish For the boy Colac It's uh, like, like Gaz says It's a lovely reverse pass In behind And he's only got a tight angle To find that bottom uh, Bottom far corner And strikes it brilliantly But the second goal Touched on it earlier From a throw in You can't allow a throw in To go into a striker's knee Inside the six yard box And From there He has two, two, two touches To put it into the back of the net and like you said, we, we, 
we've seen how dominant uh, Rangers could be defensively in, uh, in domestic football but European level it's a it's a different quality mm. of opposition any little lack of concentration lack of organisation an error it will get punished the biggest thing for me last night I was more surprised about was the fact that we never seen Philip Holland on the team sheet uh, Gerard actually singled him out for pra- uh, praise for the, the away leg the week before um, so I, I, I was a bit surprised not to see him in the starting 11 it's easy to say that once the club uh, once the, the team gets knocked out of the competition but for me defensively I don't think a lot was made of Philip Hollander last year either because I thought he was rock solid especially in Europe as well Although, uh, out with a couple of mistakes against Benfica away from home but yeah out with that Rangers mistakes got punished last night I, I mean David your fellow Rangers fans have been on we've had one calls along the lines of well we would have just got beaten in the Champions League anyway and another one saying I, I back Steven Gerrard anyway I'm so proud of what we'll have done so I'm not going to be critical uh, you sound a little bit more annoyed it's more but um, we had built up such an expectation over last year and now a goal 3 out of 4 is never good um, I can't remember who said it but um, you're only 4 games in the old firm away from having trouble um, in the boardroom and having rumours flying about me but I trust Stephen Gerrard and his coaching team uh, sort out whatever it is that's wrong we've got a lot of good players there to try and switch things up it's just I think Stephen Gerrard might be overly loyal to one or two players and he's just playing them because uh, he trusts me a wee bit more but I think um, he said at the beginning of the season that out of Tavernier and Pat- uh, Patterson that he would pick based on form so if he's picking based on form it's quite obvious to see who should be in um, Tavernier's I don't know what's happened he's went right off a cliff well let's hear from the manager on that He accepts there will be criticism But says there will not be any panic He acknowledges Rangers let the supporters down The last week hasn't gone to plan um, We've underachieved in this competition over both legs um, There's no getting away from that But it's still very early days In terms of domestic competition Two competitions haven't started And we're two games into the other So for me I think there will be a bit of panic on the outside And a bit of noise and a bit of criticism That's the reality, that's the way it is We have to accept that but in terms of me and my staff, we certainly won't be because we've got a lot of belief in this group. We'll try and get our better players and our players who are capable of performing very high at this level back into the pitch, into the team in a better place and, and I'm sure our form will turn. The fans gave us a, a huge performance. Um, none of this is on them at all. They turned up tonight and I thought they were terrific and we thanked them for that. Unfortunately, we could only give them half a job tonight because the second half wasn't good enough and, and we need to take responsibility but the fans were terrific. Does he stay level when things aren't going well, Andy? Yeah, uh, and I think one thing you can always say about Stephen Gerrard, he's always very honest in the media as well. And I think his reflection on on uh, not only the game, but Rangers as a as a situation just now is bang on. Listen, there's no need for panic domestically. Uh, you're only two games into the league campaign. Yep, you've lost a, a game against Dundee United, but it was the first defeat in 41 games. Uh, but he acknowledges at the same time that uh, the, the the team let the, the club down and the uh, supporters down last night because ultimately I don't, I don't think there was many people that fancied Malmo to, to beat a Rangers side on form but over the two legs just didn't perform uh, OK thank you to David let's bring in Alan in New Stevenson and see how he's feeling how would you describe your mood Alan? I'll be a bit disappointed after last night obviously What, what in particular disappointed you then? Obviously not qualifying for the Champions League uh, I think everybody was quite confident or you know Desperate to, as you said earlier, down at that table, but uh, obviously disappointed. But my point is, I feel that they have uh, become victims of their own success. Usually, by this point, they've played maybe four to six competitive 
games in the qualifiers of Europe. They start the season quite fresh. Other teams just haven't played pre-season friendlies. And now we're the team that's played the pre-season friendlies. A lot of players away in international duty, which wouldn't have happened if, uh, if the competitions were last year. And it's just not really worked for us. I'd like to see what the panel says. Andy, about that. I think that's one for you, certainly. Scheduling, is this is it much different? I don't think it benefits uh, clubs in Britain, but that's what all the top clubs in Britain are, are dealing with on a year, year basis. Uh, listen, you're talking about a different level of opposition, but Aberdeen, you know, it was a lot said about when they drew Hacking in the uh, in the first round that you know, they're 12 games into their season they're, they're, uh, they're ahead in their, their fitness regime but Aberdeen went out and, and beat them 5-1 I think Malmo are 14 games into their, their league campaign of course that's going to be a benefit like I said I do actually feel as if Rangers looked a little bit leggy last night but they can have no excuses because this is where they want to be they want to be in the Champions League they want to be guaranteeing themselves into the later rounds to make it a a lot difficult, uh, sorry, a lot easier in terms of past to get into the group stage because, like I touched on earlier, you know, I've been a part of the, the, the four qualifying rounds. It's, it's not easy, it's a lot of miles in the legs, and, and uh, depending on how favourable a draw you can get, you could be travelling six hours across Europe to, to, to play one of these games. So, yeah, I, don't, I certainly don't think Rangers can, can put any blame on the scheduling because, like I said, it's where they want to be. I mean, Alan, last year was a bit different because things started later, but I was just looking at the calendar from from the season before I mean it was the 8th of August for instance that Rangers went over to Denmark against Michelin possibly a similar-ish level to Malmo is that I'm, I'm at least close yeah, yeah. Um, that was the 8th of August and, and they blew Michelin away Alan that you know they had played St Joseph's in, in progress but you're not really going to get much from that they had had one league game so if if they had managed it then is there really much difference last night? Well would, ask, would Andy say there's a difference between us pre-season friendly and like you say, a round one qualifier and a round two qualifier. Is there much difference in yeah, those games? I, I, personally, Alan, I would say that Rangers would have better better preparation by playing Real Madrid and Arsenal in a pre-season friendly than they would uh, beating St. Joseph's 10-1 in aggregate or 10-0 in aggregate. So I don't think that uh, that, that can be levelled at them. Um, I think their preparations would have went as, as well as they can be. I, th- I thought they, they, they got some great tests in their, their, their pre-season campaign. Unfortunately, the the Champions League tie they've turned up and, and, and not found the level that they have over the last couple of years and that's the reason they're, they're no longer in the competition mm. What about bigger picture then Alan? Are you one of those that kind of takes it in the chin oh well we'll, we'll still have a good run in the Europa League um, or are you more focused on what was lost last night the Champions League money and the chance to really assert your dominance domestically? No, well at the end of the day like that, was that the first crack at the Champions League in 10 years? And all right, we failed, but you know, onwards and upwards, we're in the Europa League. We're still in all the domestic competitions. Like you say, we're two league games. You know, plenty to play for, plenty to be happy for. You can't forget what has just happened over the last twelve months, which might not have happened if the Euros and the Copa America, etc., had been on last year. With the Olympics as well, there was maybe Hadji was maybe meant to play for Romania. In the Olympics, he might not have been able to play in the, like you say, the round one, round two qualifiers in Europe. So last season might have been different if that, those competitions hadn't been. So you can't forget that either. But uh, no, no, very confident that we'll go on and have yeah. a great season. I mean, Gary, a lot of what Alan says is right. You, you, in the 11th of August, you're not going to forget what Rangers achieved last season. What Rangers and Steven Gerrard now need to do is... um. Make sure it's not easy to forget because let's let's be honest, fans have got every right to say, well, that was last season, and if if you know if the Europa League playoffs don't go well, if the return to domestic football isn't as smooth as people want, 
people will start to forget about last season. That's the way. We, that's the way we work. Yeah, without a doubt. I think you know winning the first championship for obviously a long time for Rangers was difficult. Winning the next one, I think, will be even more difficult because after you win, I think it naturally some people get complacent. Uh, the the manager has that challenge to. To, to keep players head in the right place to keep players working in, in the same direction to, to win again uh, and and so far they, they haven't started well and, and the questions will be asked of them and they, they have to deliver those answers in the coming weeks and months OK, thank you very much to Alan it's time for this How quick was that? Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I mean it certainly would feel quick for Gary Caldwell Because he was late But anyway Andy Haldy's been here since the start If you want to take one of them on at Beat the Pundit You have to call before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 Get your call in before the news And you could play Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Fairly predictable, and I say that in the nicest way. Opening to the show because after a disappointment like last night for Rangers, it's understandable. Lots of you would want to have your say, so keep them coming. More than happy to take your calls. Celtic fans, what's on your mind tonight? Ange Postecoglou um, accepting the possibility of losing Odds and Edward for free would be a concern. To the Celtic board You're in European action Tomorrow night of course as well So pick up that phone Let us know how you're feeling And we will do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football We had our first zero Last night It wasn't one of the pundits I have to say It was the listener He was it, At one point we thought He was dishing out tactics To Stephen Gerrard He just kept saying Pass, 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 pass <laughs> And before we knew it, it was a zero. So I don't want a repeat of that tonight, Jack and Newton. No pressure. Aye, too. Well, I thought he was going to hang up there. I thought he just heard that and was I always say I this. I felt the pressure off the comment. No, no, but th- this is the dream. This is like when you go up to the karaoke and the guy before you has been rotten, and you know that you, you, no matter what you do, you're going to look better. So, Jack, you've got very small shoes to fill. Who would you rather take on if I gave you the choice? Uh, Andy, Andy, how would you please, mate? Is that because you're a Rangers fan or a Celtic fan and you want a bit of a rivalry going? I'm a Rangers fan. Ah, right, okay. It's going to be one of those friendly ones. Well, it's up to the coin heads. It's Andy Tails. It will be Gary Caldwell. And it's Tails. What are you shaking your head at? I told you we should have swapped. Uh, it's Tails. Yeah, always it's Tails. Tails all the time, man. It is, isn't it? Just no, go best of three Or is that against the spirit of the game Right okay Come Gary. on guys Right so we're going to give Gary some Clyde 2 So that he can't steal your answers Jack I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock Just answer as many questions right as you can But if you don't know Pass And we'll move on okay Yeah okay Right 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts Now Which side has Chris Boyd scored more league goals for Rangers or Kilmarnock Rangers Lauren Shankland recently moved to a team in which European country Belgium. What, what nationality is Livingston keeper Max Strayek? Swedish. Which French side did PSG sign Kylian Mbappe from? Monaco. Which SPFL team are known as the Red Lichties? Pass. Who's the only current Aberdeen first team player who's on loan from another team? Uh, pass. Which Scottish League 2 side play their home games at Station Park? Uh, I'll be over. Okay, let's bring Gary back. Gary, can you hear us? Tough tonight, by the way. They are Great song again What was it? Celebration 
Well we'll see If that's applicable To you or not But th- <laughs> these are tough I must admit Right first question You ready to go? Yes Let's do it Which side has Chris Boyd Scored more league goals For Rangers or Kilmarnock? Rangers Lauren Shankland Recently moved to a team In which European country? Belgium Which nationality Is Livingston keeper Max Strayek? Uh, Serbian Which French side Did PSG sign Kylian Mbappe from? Oh, Monaco Which SPFL team Are known as the Red Lichties? Uh, pass Who's the only Aberdeen first team player On loan from another team uh, Pass Which Scottish League 2 side Play their home games At Station Park Dennis Muir Okay okay Jack how do you think that went Not the best to be honest Not the best to be honest Have you got someone there Helping you uh, no, nah, just my dad in the room. I don't know if he knows I'm on it. Oh, listen, that it's not against the rules or anything. I just there, there must be an echo. I thought I could hear some some, but that's absolutely fine. That's that's that would There's be allowed. Coughing. That would be allowed. What's his name again? Charles Ingram was it the major? Aye. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right, let's find out the damage. Chris Boyd has scored more league goals for Rangers. Kilmarnock. Uh, sometimes it's about the psychology of the question you know producer Callum's trying to trick you into saying one so it's in league goals 121 versus 104 Lauren Shanklin moved to Belgium you got that right both of you won all Max Dreyek is Polish none of you got it which French side did PSG sign Kylian Mbappe from Monaco both got it level uh, what did you say for the Red Licties Jack uh, we said I'll be lower mm. it's our no. broth I knew that. that That's how My mind went blank yeah. after that. I must admit This question was tough The only Aberdeen I, player I on loan Is that a boy who scored At the weekend Jenks Oh it is See that, that's why you're The reigning Beat the pundit champion <laughs> Teddy Jenks on loan Brighton. From Brighton oh, Alright so Showing off um, And the League 2 side Which play at Station Park You needed this to win it For for So oh, My big mate used to Malky used He did to manage <laughs> Exactly well. Did you never go and visit now no. Nah, he's a boss. <laughs> Can't be that much of a mate. Right, okay, it means we're on to a tiebreaker again. So, Jack, I will read the question. I'll get Gary Caldwell to write his answer down. I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Yeah, okay. Right, let's go. Here is the deal on the tiebreaker. How many goals were scored in the Scottish Premiership last season? Overall, how many goals were scored in the Scottish Premiership last season? Gary Caldwell, show me your paper. Producer Callum I hope you've got a calculator le- Sitting nearby Hey Gary We've not got all night You were late as well Hurry up Right okay Show me it Let's see Okay um, What are you going for Jack? I'm going to go for 412 Okay oh. This is interesting I tell you what It's banging in the middle I reckon Gary's gone 530 Jack's gone 412 Now I have to say you're pretty hopeless at beat the pundit You're hopeless at turning up on time But you were only 22 goals out For the entire season Gary Caldwell Outstanding effort It's 552 552 Well done The sign ball stays Unlucky Jack Wait, 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 wait What? What, what was your answer? 530 That's unbelievable How good is that? Unbelievable uh, Jack Hardlines Good man Good man, that was Jack in Newton What was your thinking? I, well, I thought the, the team that wins the league will be near kind of 80, 90, 100 yeah, goals and then I went for an average because uh, you were hurrying me I thought the average of, for 10 teams will be about 50 maybe So you think if I didn't hurry you you might have got it bang on? Yeah I was Honestly close. that's not bad <laughs> Nah I'm impressed <laughs> I 
And he's even he's even thought about I'm it. You know, I'm the worst. I tell you what, I might be a reigning champ. I'm mm. the worst tiebreaker. No, you're not. Oh, I'm, no, I'm you're not. You. So, somewhere in a dark corner of Motherwell, lying in the bath, Gordon Deal is saying, "No, that's me." <laughs> Believe me, his tiebreaker efforts are horrific. Anyway, uh, thank you to Jack and Newton. No one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Um, pl- look, we're here until eight o'clock. Plenty of time for more. Post-mortem from the Rangers defeat last night Let's hear a quick bit from Ange Postacoglu He says the possibility of Odson Edward Leaving Celtic for free Will of course be a concern to the board um, As everyone knows There's been a lot of speculation He is out of contract at the end of the season But no concrete bids for him so far So Ange Postacoglu was asked about that today Here's what he had to say That's a, a club concern rather than my concern right now um, You know, I, I've been at pains to say that there are certain things that are out of my control um, that are just not going to waste time during this period anyway when it's really hectic, um, um, spending too much time and energy thinking about it. Uh, you know, my f- total focus is on sort of getting the team ready for these games, playing our football, which is not easy and, and needs, you know, a lot of attention from me and the staff and also working on bringing players in. Um Outgoings, I've left totally to other people. So that's other people's concerns. You're probably right. There is a concern there around uh, cashing him in, but there are probably questions for other people. A concern there around cashing him in, Paul, who's a Celtic fan on the line. How do you feel currently about that situation? Hey, hi, Gordon. Hey, hi, guys. Hi. Uh, the way I feel is uh, an interested Odson Edward, it would be worth keeping him. Uh, because if it meant that you get into the Champions League and you get the money straight away, I can see the benefit to that. Uh, an uninterested Dodson Edward is not really trying that leg and is going about his business different from, say, uh, Christopher Iyer did to get a move. Or, I don't know if Ryan Christie's want a move, but if he's want a move, he's going about it the right way. He's given 100%. Either way, I don't think that I don't think Celtic will keep him because uh, I don't think he's interested and I don't think he wants to stay. And ultimately, uh, Ange Postecoglou is not really interested in guys like us. He said to day one, if they don't want to be here, I'm not going to bend over by us to keep them here. So that's my take on it. Yeah. I think he definitely wants a way. Gary, I think there's always been the assumption that Odson Edward will bring in a transfer fee for Celtic. As it stands, there have been no concrete Bids is it is it beyond the realms of possibility that he stays be- because he has to, and then at that point, if the window's shut, yeah, he might not be happy about it, but he's going to have to play well this season to attract a, a club for when the contract ends. How do you see it playing out? I, I think he'll probably leave. I think I think Celtic's whole model o- over the last few years has been, you know, to to sign players like that and sell them on for, for a profit and. Uh, he he is somebody that I agree with with Paul that on his day he's excellent. His movement, his finishing, he, he he is a touch of class. He's maybe not the most dynamic forward, uh, but I think he's a player that they have to get money for this summer because he doesn't look interested at the moment. And this Celtic fan seen on on Saturday, Furuhashi, in terms of energy, in terms of you know goals, he could have scored six uh, on the day, he got a hat trick. But he ha- brought something to the team that, that Edward just hasn't been providing in recent weeks. 
What do you do though? Like, so you're assuming a concrete bid does come along. You think that's that's inevitable because you know we've had situations before. I, I remember working at a game. I think maybe up at Dundee, and there was speculation about Virgil Van Dijk. You know, he wanted to go. Musa Dembele wanted to go. Players will want to go, but what if you've nowhere to go to? You still you expect that to happen? You think that will change? Someone will. He's not been playing like he doesn't look. <laughs> you know, I think his agent's been telling him it looks like some, some club will come in and it, it looks like he'll have somewhere to go because. He has looked a little bit disinterested And I, I agree with Ange Postacoglu if, if players don't want to be part of the club Then you know the, the manager's got enough in his hands To try and convince people every week To motivate them to play They, they should have that internal motivation uh, To play for a club like Celtic And he doesn't look like he's got it Celtic could get good money for him And, and reinvest that So I think that will be the, the outcome Come the end of the window No, you won't want to give the game plan away But maybe a bit of extra attention paid to Looking at Kyogo Furuhashi this weekend after his exploits, you'll play Celtic next, of course. Yeah, he looked mightily impressive at the weekend. I thought against Jablonek as well, the exact same. Looks like a real live wire in the box. I think he had no, a couple of goals, uh, sorry, a hard trick at the weekend, but like Gaz says, he could have had plenty, plenty more, been in the right place at the right time. And, and uh, I think all his chances as well came within the penalty, the, uh, the, he, from, he, from the penalty spot into the goal line. He did, yeah. <laughs> but um, I always think of the old firm, uh, and I think. No more so than, than, than Celtic over the last few windows I think you, you always feel as if they've got a job in their hand To keep their best players But I think if there's there's ever a time Celtic would be happy to, to uh, see Odson Edward move on I think it would be now with the replacement of, of Kyogo for Ahashi I think even though he's only a couple of games into his Celtic career He's looked like a real, real threat And uh, yeah, like you said, not giving away any game plan But certainly if you want to, to, to try and cause an upset at Parkhead He's going to, certainly going to be one you need to stop But I, I think Paul mentioned it as well Ryan Chris is in the last year of his contract as well Certainly didn't Didn't play as if he's got any worries about his future at the weekend Because he was another one for me His pass for the third goal was uh, Was excellent And you know if you're a club And you're looking at players to to uh, You know Future investing You see they're in the last year of their contract You're looking at Ryan Christie and saying At the weekend oh, That's a player I want in my squad Whereas Rodson Edward He's not showed anywhere near The level his capabilities That he's, uh, he's showed throughout his Celtic career Just don't do anything controversial this week will you Just it makes my life I, I never, I never tried to, Gordon. That's um, for sure. Paul, what about the the last week? Say because it's so early, Paul. Right, so it, it's tough to make these big conclusions about you know the last two defeats for Rangers. Does that mean they're all of a sudden in a massive decline? And the last two victories for Celtic are they all of a sudden on the up? You know, people will jump to conclusions. What what's your own feeling on on the season now? Maybe say compared to two weeks ago, has it changed? Well, my feeling is I was lucky enough to get. Uh, to the two competitive games uh, and the, the ballot for the games and you can start to see uh, what Ange Postacoglu is trying to do uh, you can start to see it to take shape the team and if you listen to what he's been saying you can actually start to tie it in a wee bit uh, you're not going to get in this Celtic team unless you're as fit as a fiddle you won't be able to cope now, in Saturday, sorry, on Sunday I didn't have my usual seat, so I was sitting in the halfway line. It was a great, great seat for any kids, my, my wee fellows with me. And I was uh, to watch the team's movement. Now, at no point did the team stand still. They were moving all the time, all the time, all the time. Even Tom Rogic was moving. Uh, so you can start to see it taking shape. And uh, the inverted fullbacks, I'm, I'm imagining that's why Anthony Ralston's managed to get two goals. He's his different uh, positional sense, but no, I'm, 
It's been a good week for Celtic. Uh, looking forward to the next week as well. Tomorrow night, I think we should. We should have enough to go through in Europe and uh, on Sunday. I think they look a different animal than they did at Tynecastle, so... Things are uh, things are looking up. I think. Okay, from one Paul to another. Thank you to Paul number one. Here's Paul in Blantyre. What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Hi there, guys. Uh, hope you're all well. Um, yeah, no problem. I, I tell you what it is. Um, what was Edward's contract? Is it forty percent over and nine million, or is it forty percent of the total value? What, I think, what yeah, I think it's anything over. Anything over. Well, the, the way I look at this is um, from to do has last year that that's just not happening uh, I, I would sell the guy for what we paid for him to be quite honest and, and give it back to the manager so we can invest in players I mean we've got Barkas at 5 million and Yeti at 5 million they're all taking significant wages plus you've got Ball and Golly who's just sitting on the sidelines and this costing us a lot of money so the, the way I look at it is just get rid of the dead wood give the man the money and see what he can do what, what, do, you think, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's 40 to 50% of the Anything above the nine million? Um, I think so. I think that's how I remember it. Um, I mean, Gary Paul's right, and we always hear this phrase in football: you know, get rid of the deadwood. But that that sometimes is easier said than done. If no one wants them, where where do they go? Yeah, I think so. I think it's difficult if you know if they're not playing for Celtic, and you know that they're not playing for a reason, uh, and it might be difficult to to find them a club. But I agree to to get players for the manager uh, for the style of play that he wants. It, it, it's vital that, that Celtic do that and whilst Saturday w- uh, sorry Sunday was, was excellent in terms of performance result uh, they still have probably five six players to, to really get the squad to, to where they, they, they want it to be but uh, I've touched on Furuhashi I thought Christie was excellent and, and obviously he is in the last year's contract actually I know Paul the last caller had a go at Rogic but I thought he gave he made a difference Along with Turnbull, uh, I think when you get seventy percent possession and the fullbacks coming in the pitch, Ange Postecoglou is clearly shown he can control a game of football with his tactical uh, awareness. And once you have that, you then need intent in the in the attacking third. And I thought Rogic, Christian Turnbull provided the service for Furuhashi, and Furuhashi gave that energy when you have that many bodies in the middle because your fullbacks come narrow. You don't need a centre forward to come in that area and link up play. You need a, f- a centre forward to run the other way. And Furuhashi just just looked like the the kind of the piece that they were missing in terms of the possession to turn it into attempts at goal and 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 goals. And uh, I think they're moving in the right direction, but I still think that there's there's full backs needed. There's another mm. centre back needed. I don't think Starfelt. He's been the one player that I think still looks a bit. If he in possession doesn't look as comfortable as you would like, probably another wide player. And if Edward leaves, probably another striker. So there's still a lot of recruitment to be done for Celtic. Paul, what about you? Has there been a mood shift for you in the in the last fortnight? Looking at Celtic's better performances in the last couple, the Rangers struggling a bit more than they did last season. Or is it is that too short term? Are you are you reserving your judgment for a later date? No, not at all. I, I, I honestly agree it's been a hundred percent change. Um I was never a believer in that uh that was us done and dusted and basically the range is gonna romp away the league this year. Um I've I've seen what he's basically trying to do, but there's everything else. It takes time. You need to bring in the right players and basically you need to take away the negative effect 
that was been caused last year, as we could all probably see. Um, there's a lot of players on the sidelines who shouldn't actually really be there, um, and they're not doing the job. Uh, the man's come in to try and change his way of thinking and change a total different style, and that that, that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort, um, because all these players have been programmed into playing a certain way for a certain length of time, and to suddenly come in and change all that and a winner, that, that that takes a long time. You can't you can't just change a a, a culture like in a few weeks. So basically, no, I, I'm really quite impressed with what he's trying to do, um, especially the, the game against Dundee. Um, oh, it's just full on, 90 minutes, didn't give up, uh, goals, 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 always trying to press, 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 but to be able to do that, um, you need the defence, and the man needs the money to shore up the back. Now, you've had John Hart, uh, Joe Hart, sorry, back in goals. Uh, that's going to take him a while as well because he's not been playing first time regular football for a long long time but the man's quality you don't get 75 caps for England from being rubbish um, and uh, as he said uh, he's going to shake off the rust and once he gets to learn his defence and there's a couple of good players in front of him then I think he'll, he'll become really good as well but back to Edward uh, £9 million if you can get £9 million for him take it off the books and invest that back in a couple of good defenders and I think we're good to go Alright Paul we'll leave it there it was nice to talk to you Paul and Blantyre 01419511025 what's on your mind is it Odson Edward or Celtic or are you more concerned about Rangers Champions League exit whatever you fancy pick up the phone Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday are in the studio I must admit there's a that, there has been a, a knock-on conversation after Beat the Pundit And I thought there might be I didn't want to be too unfair um, on tonight's contestant But I, I thought he was getting a bit of help in the background Which is fine, there, there are no rules against that um, But Chris Bunger tweeted in and said Your man's getting the answers clear as day in the background My dad's in the other room, he's got the old laughing faces And uh, Craig Beatty, you remember him, both of you I'm sure uh, He's been in touch to say and making a good point Because when I, Craig's maybe wasted, he should be a detective When I then went back and said uh, what did you say for one of the questions? He said, we said Albion Rovers. <laughs> he, did, he did say that, didn't he? I've only just realised. So to tonight's contestant, Andy's dad, who was supposedly in the other room, hard lines. You were beaten by the the uh, tie-break master. We've eventually found Gary Caldwell, real talent in life. He's counting up goals scored in a season. Right, uh, let's go back to the phones. John is a Rangers fan in Maryhill. John, I mean, 20-odd hours on, maybe it's, it's calmed down a little bit. How, how are you feeling... With a bit of time to look back on last night, I pretty got it to be honest with you, uh, guys. And well, I don't want to hear to slaughter the guys because that's not what I'm on for. Um, it's just a couple of points. Definitely not the same Rangers team as last year. That's for sure. I'm hoping there's no a level of arrogance kicking in with the guys, um, and thinking we're just going to turn up and beat teams. I'm hoping that's not the case. There's definitely something missing. Andy Hardy might be able to. Uh, answer maybe that one being being part of the Rangers team um, because at the back we were really poor and now my concern is this money that potentially could have been part of going to Rangers which is a huge sum of money is not there anymore so my other concern is does Rangers start looking to sell players like Morelis to get money because I think I'd looked in the BBC app and there was Benfica Porto Sniffing about again um, So I don't know I'm a bit 
just a bit took back uh, by the game last night and to be honest with you, pretty gutted and I'm sure lots of other fans because it's a real kick in the teeth. People will people will go searching, you know, for potential reasons. I mean, John's got a, a potential complacency, you know, expecting to beat Malmo. I, you guys know much more about this than me. Obviously, I, w- I don't know how you put your finger on that stuff, Andy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've said it uh, even for the time I was at the football club. If I knew the answer to to, to their questions, John, I would be a, I'd be the best manager in the world. I think because I'd be able to fix the problems at hand, but. I just don't think that um, I think that the, the real disappointment for uh, for obviously the club the fans and the players is they've went out by not performing at anywhere near the level that they're capable of I think that's a, the big disappointment for me like I said I don't know if you agree I, I, I felt watching it I, I felt the players looked leggy in the second half uh, I just don't think there was anywhere near the same approach as the first half whether that was a you know, a sort of feeling in the stadium a momentum change after, after conceding a goal so early in the second half I'm not too sure but Malmo almost didn't look Able to cope with Rangers' high press and high tempo in the first half, and then just that switch and and uh, and mentality, a lot more passive, a lot more touches in possession. The game became slower. It, it became a lot more easier for Malmo and their players to deal with, and I think that was the main reason why they they lost the game of football last night. But you know, in terms of uh, outgoings, I think it was uh, I think it was Stuart Robertson back in maybe December or the, the the turn of the year that said that you know Rangers' business model moving forward is they want to sell one or two players a year. They'll try bring in young young players and. And uh, as assets and move them on for profit down the line. So, whether that result last night, you know, makes it a bit more urgent to 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 uh, to move a couple of players on potentially. But I still don't think that I still think Rangers will have their valuation on their players like like Wilfredo Morelos that you like you mentioned. I don't think that going out of the competition last night means that they're going to start selling key players at cut price. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see with three weeks to go before the deadline what happens in terms of outgoings I mean John as you and Andy say it's not like this is some sort of secret it's not some sort of theory various people connected with Rangers have gone on record and saying that, that that's what they need to do they need to start trading players and if you make the multi-millions from the Champions League sometimes you get away with not doing that so, so now that's not happened who are the who are the ones that you must not lose under any circumstances John and, and are there ones there that you think well, if we need to sell one, then you know he he could go or, or he could go for the right price. What are your thoughts on that? Well, well we don't obviously want to let Morelos go, right? Because he obviously he was banging in goals left, right, and centre. He's been missing for some weeks now, away with the international setup. Nobody really knew what was going on there because it seemed to have went all quiet. And then there was rumours going about Morelos has touched back in at Glasgow Airport. Morelos was in, maybe rightly so. Had a couple of good chances last night. Didn't really take them. Uh, if that maybe been old Morelis, maybe things would have been different. They're talking about Kent. I think Mark Haley basically kind of got tore into him on the website in the Sun um, regarding his performance. You're talking about last year, 15 million for Kent. There's no way Kent's worth 15 million. No in the performances recently. Now again, that's no me being really bad and being... Critical of the guy um, Is that not quite a small sample though John You know we're, we're talking When you say that Based on the performances recently I assume you mean the last three games You, you would imagine clubs don't Base their valuation on players on, on such a small sample do they? Ken, Ken went off the boil uh, um, For many weeks last season You know he drifted in and out He maybe had a game Great game And then four or five games after it He was really no getting by players and kind of is drifting in and out. So he's not being consistent. Let's not kid ourselves. And anybody that's a Rangers fan watching it week in, week out, will agree with me. 
But regarding the money trees, touching back on my, when I spoke earlier on, that's a huge that that's it's actually devastating for Rangers Football Club getting put out last night. I don't care what anybody says. Financially, that could have put Rangers in a good stead for a couple of seasons and got players in the short window, like so the other callers have says, like Morelis and other players if they wanted to offload them for huge amounts of money. Um so look, I I just it's a big wake up call for Rangers, it's a big wake up call for Stephen Gerrard. Celtic will be sniffing about saying, wait a minute here, we could be back in here. They've strengthened. Boy up front looks good, scoring goals. So it'll be very interesting the first game of the season, the old firm, because Celtic will fancy their chances uh, playing against Rangers because they've had a wee bit of a mm-hmm. kick in here. So that's what I touched on about the arrogance and, you know, we just want to turn up and beat teams. Malmo should never have come away for Ibrox with a result last night. Never in a million years should they have came away with a result. So it was really devastating and they have now got a possibility of beating this other team to go through and picking huge amounts of millions of pounds up. So it, it's, it's scary and it's it's really, really poor uh, and it's devastating for Rangers Football Club. Fans. John, I'm just going to leave it there. Thank you very much. It was nice to speak to you. Some good points well made. That was John in Mary Hill. I've done you to win. I've not given you the same amount of time on the teaser. I forgot I'll about still it. still smash it, won't we, guys? No, he hates it. This is the worst. This is the worst <laughs> part of his week. I've done beat the pundit. That's Th- me. Thank you to Scott Fleming, a Wraith Rovers fan living in the Netherlands. Oh, can't be many. A, can't be life. many of them. Uh, as of July 2020, he says, ten Scottish managers have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award. Can you name them? So, ten Scottish managers have won the, Eng- uh, the English Premier League Manager of the Month award. So that's Ferguson. Right. Okay. Embarrassed to give me an answer so obvious. George Burley. Oh. He's gone in for one of the difficult ones I like it I like your style Okay Do you want a difficult one for me then? Mm-hmm. Ricky Sabrasia No Oh no <laughs> A disaster Right David Moyes we'll Go back to easy Right David Moyes Right we'll leave it there That's 3 of 10 Sorry I didn't set that up early enough um, We're going to speak to Billy um, In the very near future as well In fact yeah let's just do that just now Let's bring Billy in Hi Billy How are you doing? I'm well how are you more importantly? Not too bad. Listen, uh, all thanks to guys apart from Gary Caldwell because he broke my heart on a few occasions when he played for that other Mobile. So I you were uh, a Celtic fan there. there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I wondered where that was going. I thought, I thought it was Celtic fans' hearts that he broke, Billy, but I love to be surprised. What's your take on last night? I think I'm getting the game away now. I, um, Gordon Norris, lovely to meet you guys. Uh, uh, I, just firstly, right, innocent, he was sent off. Right, does that, is that no. Like, quite ironic. Uh, 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 do you know what? And you, uh, you guys wouldn't have heard this right. Last night on the show, and I've, I've, I stuck this on Twitter as well. So, last night, let me find the the exact wording of it. Um, last night, a guy tweeted in at what time would it have been? It was before the game kicked off. It was just when the team, when the team lineups were announced, right? We put the, 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 the team sheet on the Clyde SSB Twitter. And a, a tweeter by the name of Full Time Whistle tweeted at 20 past seven. Wouldn't it be ironic if Malmo's number 20 was wrongfully sent off because his name was innocent? 20 past 7, 20 minutes before the game. Wow. He was wrongly sent off, all right. And, uh, oh, yeah, you, you're not having that as a, a red oh, card. No, it was never a red card, was Innocent it? was innocent. He was innocent. Gary, by his name. you're nodding away. Yeah, it was a poor decision. I am, not, I am not getting involved in this argument, right? Because yeah. that was... That's by the wayside. That was just my introduction, right? But what I'm saying is, I think 
there's a lot of people, not just Rangers supporters, but Celtic supporters, and probably, I mean, I've got pals that are Hearts supporters and Hib supporters, who are close family as well, I and and they're all shouting about, oh, Rangers this and Rangers that, and I'm like, listen, as, as your producer quite rightly pointed out, it's 2011, I thought it was 2009, but it's 2011, Malmo beat us then, right? And, and we're new in 2021, and they beat us again. But that's, again, by the wayside. What we're talking about here is, it's took us a long time to get to where we are. A long time. There's lots of trials and tribulations and everything else that goes with it. And all clubs go through the same. No, you've got Dundee's done it, Celtic's done it, Rangers has done it. There's clubs... Down south just now, going through the same stuff, aye. So, um, I mean, we've we've got to move on. No, it's it's like. But did, but did you feel like that? You know, at five minutes to kick off last night, Billy. Were you sitting honestly thinking, "Ah, well, you know, we've 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 done well and we've come back from our problems, and you know, it's tough to get to the Champions League, so you know, maybe we won't get through tonight." I, I didn't detect that. Stephen Gerrard won't be feeling that way. He he thought Rangers could do it. Listen, I'm no Steven Gerrard, right? Not by any manner of means. I played football up to just under junior level. Didn't get quite get there. So I know the hustle and bustle of amateur football and stuff like that. So I know what it takes. Managers shouting in your ear and stuff. And if people think professional stuff's tough, Gary and Andy will tell you, I go down deep leagues and they'll show you what it's about. No. Hey, Gary, I know you've played in the Champions League. I know you've played for your country. Get yourself down to Musselburgh. You learn a real I've, I've education. Played in League Two in England. That is a challenge. Trust me, Steve Torpy. <laughs> I've never even heard of Steve Torpy. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look him up. Was he, was he Scottish and got manager of the month for the Premier League? <laughs> he was not. <laughs> like I, I, I got where Billy was going initially. Before we sort of went down the, the amateur football route and so on. But this idea that okay. Fine, you know, we take it in the chin We've had a tough ride We're not there at the Champions League yet that, That's the kind of mood I'm getting from Billy Again, fine, fan, fans are allowed to think what they want But, but Stephen Gerrard's there, Andy To raise standards They won the league last season Champions League was the next And, and they fell at that hurdle that, that sort of thought of where Rangers have been And oh, it was good to get this far That isn't even coming anywhere near the minds of the players or the manager, is it? No I mean, we've had a lot of positive... Uh... Fans, aren't we? Well, grass is, grass is greener outlook mm. But Like I said When you're at the old firm the, the expectations to win games It doesn't matter who it's against It doesn't matter what competition it is The fact of the matter is A, a, a Rangers team on form Beats Malmo In that, that round last night I know he referred to 2011 It's a different squad It's a different era It's a different Completely different time But You know, Rangers Yep, yep They won the league last year Outstanding Unbeaten for the season Terrific But the the, the objective is to go and do it again the objective to, to win the league and get Champions League football is to, to try and progress as a football club and get into the, the group stage proper we, we, we touched on obviously the financial benefits but not only that for the club the players their legacy moving forward they want to go and win the league again and keep improving and, uh, albeit we, we, we've touched on it we're only four games into the season so you know, there is still a long way to go but ultimately it is a big big disappointment for the club because, last night I mean Billy our previous caller was a Rangers fan and he outlined the, the potential and I say that the potential concern being that because you don't make the Champions League that now means that some of the better players will be sold is that not a concern for you? Uh, it's, it's not to be honest with you Gordon because I was speaking to a couple of pals last night as well speaking about how Barisic and that played and they, they guys were like I'm just 
like reiterating what other people have said. They've said no, they won the honour. Some guy actually said, like, I listened to the podcast this morning, and they were saying that they were lacklustre, and it, it's true. They were. They were like, it's not as if they, it's not as if they didn't want to win. They just were like, I don't know. There's something no just sort of right about it just now. Um, I don't know what it is. Could be anything. It's your guess is as good as mine. I. What do you make of that point then? Gary, because like we said, this this is not some theory we've dreamt up. Rangers are on record as saying players will need to be traded if you don't make the Champions I mean, t- take Celtic, for example. They, for a while, got Champions League money. Uh, then sometimes they didn't. and But that's fine. We'll sell Kieran Tierney for £25 million and and things will look a lot rosier. So that's a general point from Scottish football because Celtic and Rangers are at a level where they spend a lot of money. We don't get a lot of TV money. So you have two real options. Get in the Champions League or sell players. That's the real options Is it not For our two big clubs I think every club Has a player trading model Where You know They, they, they try and sign players Younger players And, and develop them Make them better and, and sell them off At a profit I don't think that is just Celtic and Rangers Where Celtic and Rangers Lose out To the Premier League In per- particular Is TV money And that is where The Champions League Then becomes so important To them That they I mean it's, it's still a million miles away from Premier League money but they bridge that gap a little bit and allows them to compete because Andy touched on it earlier Celtic and Rangers players when they're doing well are sought after by Premier League clubs because they have the money to offer them more wages and, and give them that opportunity to, to play in the English Premier League so it's always going to be a challenge for them and you know the, the Champions League is vital to that but just to touch on uh, what the caller was saying is supporters not a big thing here? You know, we've not really touched on that. That supporters are back in the stadium, and is is that having a, a big impact on Rangers? Because last season, when they had this, you know, fantastic run in the league, they had no supporters in the stadium. Suppose that yeah, the counter that people keep coming up with is well, when we beat Braga or Feyenoord or whoever it was, um, Porto was that the season before as well. Yeah. Um, Supporters there So Rangers can win big games In front of supporters However If you want If you want to dispel the myth If you think it's a myth And you want to dispel it Then That's in Rangers hands Because for as long as this Run goes on Rightly or wrongly People who want to Will keep pointing to it Yeah well I I, I just think that I'm not saying You know It could be long term But I'm saying Supporters coming back Maybe impacts the players A little bit more Because they've played For a full season Without Supporters in the stadium Suddenly a full house It was great First half Second half It went very quiet And and as a player Andy you've been there At Ibrox I've been there At Celtic Park You know It's intimidating When, when you're you're trying to play and, and you can feel The 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 nervous energy Or that The crowd getting anxious You you have to stand up As a football player At that moment And, and try and do the right thing And Rangers are struggling To do that at the moment yeah, I, I, I've I've spoken on the, this aspect a couple of times, and <clears throat> we we're talking about obviously in the, the context of last year. And for me, I don't think there's an argument. It was a difference, like, like Gaz says, it's, a, it's 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 the both for both clubs. So, with Celtic's results last year, if there was fans in the stadium, it would have been difficult for their players to play in as well. But that being said, the narrative will pick up the more Rangers put in performances that they did last night and drop points and then it becomes a real case argument I think it's always down to individuals everyone knows you need to be a big character never mind a big uh, a good player to play for the old firm and it's a difficult place to play but it's the reason you want to play at big clubs it's the reason you want to play in, in big atmospheres and big games like the Champions League because with pressure comes expectation and that's mm-hmm. what uh, players have to deal with but 
Like I said It's a narrative That will keep bundling If Rangers don't, don't pick up Thank you Billy I'll get these two sent down To the Musselburgh Sunday morning league We'll toughen you two up You've had it far too easy been a, right? Been to a few Ben Bird, uh, ben Bird games the juniors um, and My granddad was a, was a Ben's fan So yeah. been to a few of them To be fair he's, he's no wrong there There There's, we go um, some swear words shall we say for the, the fans 10 Scottish managers have won the English Premier League Manager of the Month award Sir Alex Ferguson David Moyes and George Burley so far Douglas yep Gary Owen Coyle no um, Paul Lambert no Arts McLeish yes George Graham yeah, six down, four to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gary Caldwell are here. They're going about their business quite well on this teaser. Milo Lorimer has chipped in with some nice answers. Just your nightly reminder, if you don't mind me saying, full time at Clyde1.com. If you've got a question and you want to hear it used, that's where it goes. So, 10 Scottish managers have won the Premier League Manager of the Month. Name them. You've got Sir Alex, Kenny Dalglish, Davy Moyes, George Graham, George Burley, Alex McLeish. Steve Clark. Yes, the Scotland manager. He's in there. Minute ago? Three. Walter Smith. Yes. Okay, only two, so we'll leave it there and we'll see how we get on between now and the end of the show. It always happens Inevitable One of the big clubs Has a disappointing night in Europe Wall to wall the next day Just a couple of things That we would have probably Got round to On another night Brian Rice We've yeah. had our first managerial Departure of the new season We're not even at mid-August yet What did you make of that? I know he was a A bit of a favourite of yours Andy You it's took a wee, a, wee, a wee shining to the Akis last season I love him uh, Really shocked actually it's, We're only what Maybe four or five months After they signed a new contract mm-hmm. uh, Everyone spoke about no, although the results didn't really match some of, some of Hamilton's performances he's obviously really focused on trying to bring the youth players through and I think you look at their squad just now in the championship it's really really young uh, you know in terms of budget they've not got a lot to work with and it was always going to be a difficult first year back in the championship for them to come straight back up but after two games four months after signing a new contract they then you know, handed in the notice yeah, he resigned, he resigned. Yeah. so it was uh, yeah it was a shock great great football man for me he was somebody when I was up at, at Partick Thistle, uh, I went to a game one night up in Inverness after training on a Tuesday night, and he was there. And then the following week, I was going up and down the road. I was driving down the road on a Tuesday night, and I dropped in at uh, Queen of the South because it was on my way, mm-hmm. and dropped in. Brian Rice was there. And every game. Everyone always says that. He's every extremely game dedicated. I went to in Scottish football, Brian Rice was there. And I think that shows how much he loves the game, how much he's got to give, and I'm I'm sure he'll be back in football soon. Yeah, like I said, early days, 11th of August, we've already had one out the door. He did resign, so Aki's fans, tomorrow night maybe, pick up that phone, let us know how you're feeling, where the club goes from there. Let's bring in Dominic and Rutherglen. Dominic, what's your point tonight? Yeah, a couple of quick points about Celtic. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, first one's about uh, James McCarthy. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, to figure out uh, where he's going to fit into this team. I'm just, just looking at Celtic's midfield. Um, instantly, you're going to want Christie, Turnbull, McGregor in the middle of the park. You've also got Sorrow and Rod, Rogic there. You've got Abada and Forrest as wingers. It's just how, how much of a chance is he going to get and where does he fit into the team? Let me bring in our James McCarthy expert, Gary Caldwell. They made their Premier League debuts on the same day, did you know, for Wigan? Uh, you spent three years with them. 
answer the man's question For me he comes in In a defensive midfield role Whether that's alongside Callum McGregor Or whether that frees up Callum McGregor A little bit to step forward And then Turnbull would, would come into that Christie's more of a wide player So he comes in off the side I, I, Like I said I thought Rogic played really well On, on uh, Sunday uh, But yeah he'll, he'll play in defensive midfield either, Like I say either in a two Or to allow McGregor to push forward Does the difference or what, Does that depend on the strength of the opposition? Um, you know where Dundee inevitably were going to come and, and try and just sort of sit maybe make life a bit difficult for Celtic so Ange Postacoglu clearly thought well I'm going to put as many creative kind of attacking midfielders as possible and it worked will there be other games where that's that's not the right yeah without a doubt I think Sorrow you know missed out because of that and Callum McGregor done you know the the single pivot and and allowed uh, Rogic to to get forward, allowed Turnbull to get forward, and l- like I said before, that the numbers, the the forward momentum, the movement, the the dynamic play of Furuhashi, you know, led to a, a fantastic attacking performance. But other games they might need two sitting midfield players, in which case McCarthy and and McGregor will be them for me. What's your own take on it, Dominic? Because there's a lot there's a lot going on here. There's James McCarthy. There's you know, there's there's the future of Ryan Christie in that sort of area of the pitch as well. I'm not disappointed at all by any means to have signed James McCarthy, but I think Celtic's midfield is looking quite strong, and I think they should have spent more time trying to sign an experienced right back. And that's no offence to Ralston, who I think's been playing out out his skin. But I think they need going forward. They need a more experienced right back, and they need to shore up the defence a lot more than signing more midfield players. I mean, the, the weird thing is Anthony Ralston has done really well, and but even if he goes on to be an outstanding player for Celtic, they still need another right back anyway. So does, it, does that surprise you that that's not happened yet, or is it still plenty of time? Without a doubt, yeah, I think they need a left back as well, another centre back. Uh, defensively, as the weak area of the team, I thought Ralston has done well. I thought Welsh done well on Sunday. He looked. The more dominant centre back alongside Starfelt, he was the one that was willing to step out in the midfield, bring the ball forward, and make uh, passes between lines to help Celtic on the front foot. Starfelt, for me, looked uncomfortable in possession. Uh, so defensively, is the the key area of the team that they they have to get that right in the coming weeks. Um, Dominic, how important is is Ryan Christie becoming, and how much should Celtic push the ball out to try and keep him? I think Celtic should be wanting. Uh, Barefoot over broken glass to tie him down, um, especially with his performance against Dundee. We all knew what he was capable of, but I mean, the through ball to Furuhashi was unbelievable uh, for his third goal. And it, by the way, it was absolutely outstanding against Dundee. We know what he can do, but I think they should really, really get him tied down and get their way to make sure of it. There was always a bit of kind of joking on social media about your old pal Scott Allen, Andy, where everybody was raving about the pass he hit at Ibrox and then it became this thing or people need to stop <laughs> talking about that Scott Allen pass um, and I, I, it reminded me of that when um, when Ryan Christie produced that one at the weekend Yeah, very similar full of, full of awareness, vision, way to pass it was a, a fantastic pass and listen, you know, Dominic mentioned that we all know what Ryan Christie can do and, and uh, you know, Sunday just showed a lot of his qualities uh, you know, touching on his point about James McCarthy Midfield three, uh, uh, McGregor, Turnbull, and um, was it was all right. Sorry, at the weekend. At the weekend, Rogic. Rogic is all very similar, all very attacking minded. I think it's all well, you know, playing Dundee at home. But what James McCarthy will bring is more 
an expertise in that position especially for certain games but what I will say is it's, it's competition for places it's probably something that you can't say you know Celtic had in abundance last year and uh, you know the more the more quality players in certain positions will, will certainly be a huge benefit to Celtic Very quickly should Dominic Mackay get the suit trousers or is he more of a Chino's man I don't know should they roll them up broken glass walk along it to keep right is that a bit extreme or should they should they be very very keen to keep him No I love Ryan Christie I think he's his enthusiasm for football when I watch him play is, is brilliant but I think him and Furuhashi you know not, the third pass was brilliant but the second goal was brilliant for me Furuhashi's movement is outstanding the way he takes the centre half under the ball and, and, and sneaks in the back post and that uh, understanding that Christy and him had for, for they've only trained for probably just over a week together looks like it could be very good Thank you very much Dominic we need to leave it there because we're almost out of time two more Scott Managers who've won the English Premier League Manager of the Month. Can't remember his first name. Blackburn Keane. No. John Gorman. No. These two are f- no disrespect, but far more well known than those guys. Are they? Yeah. We've got a special, special, special last especially to you two. Who's the manager? Oh, that, that's Strachan. Strachan. Yeah, I was going to say who's the manager that Shocker. you two have in common. Coventry. And the other one, Andy. This is more your no, area of expertise. Open. Craig Levine? No. Oh, no. Oh. Soonest. Graham Soonest. Right, we got there in the end. Thank you to Andy Haldy and Gary Caldwell. Gary's going to stay on. Gary's going to stay on for another five minutes to make up for the five minutes he missed at the start. Uh, He'll join Callum Gallagher, who's up next. We'll see you tomorrow.